On the line, Deputy Secretary General of the ANC's PWV region, Obed Papella. Obed, welcome to you. Good evening. Uh, How did things go in uh, the PWV today from your perspective? Uh, from my perspective, is, uh, things did not go as anticipated. You know, We thought that the IEC from yesterday, they might have learned something in as far as, you know, the turn up turn out of our people you know, to, to the polls. Yes. Uh, and apparently in the morning there were a lot of hiccups here and there. Uh, I went to several polling stations. I found that as the officials were there, there were no papers, there were no boxes, there was no ink, there was no stickers of the IFP. And people were standing in very, very, very long queues, I must say. And uh, I very much thank their patients you know, for waiting for that long. All right. I mean, it seems to be there are problems, there are hassles, there are inconveniences. How seriously has the whole process been affected by some of these problems? I'm talking about the, uh, the issue of the ballots, of the stickers, that sort of thing. Is the process in danger? Well, there has been this, those problems of the ballot, and uh, we just hope that they will be sorted out you know, as a matter of agency. But is the, is the uh, process in uh, danger? We just also wish that the IFP does not go on with the threat of withdrawing from the polls. I think they really must expect, you know, the problems that we are all, you know, experiencing. We are well, not APS ANC. Well, Obed, we, we, spoke to, we spoke to Dr. Butelezi not too long ago, and he didn't make a threat to withdraw from the polls, certainly not on this radio station. He said he was depressed, he was, he was worried about things, but that he was committed to see the election through free and fair. He didn't make a threat to us. Then I think I, uh, that gives me hope now that uh, if there was no threat, then obviously one will then look at the positive side of the elections to continue. Okay, Obed Papella, thank you very much indeed. I see on the line we've got the Minister of Foreign Affairs on the line uh, from Pretoria, uh, Mr. Pick Burta. Minister, welcome to you. Good evening. Hello, hello. Hello, John Robbie here. Good evening. Good evening. I believe it's your birthday. You're having a good one. So far, yes. I'm not going to ask you how old you are, because that's the answer to a question we have later on in the program. What have you been doing today, Mr. Butter? I started um, in Soweto, where I visited the National Party offices, and then I also um, voted there in Orlando West, where I was very well received by our people there, and cast my vote there. And from there onwards, I traveled to the regional office of the National Party and then had all sorts of meetings with business friends, uh, uh, <coughs> a lovely lunch with Italian pasta, with some Italian friends, <laughs> and um, back to Pretoria for a meeting here. And this evening, I got to do interviews with Sky, with CG, CNN, with uh, BBC, CBS, and a whole host of other networks <laughs> abroad. A hell of a day, it sounds like. We've been hearing about logistical problems. We've just spoken to Chief Butelezi, who says he's depressed and worried about the election, and he's worried whether, in fact, it's going to be free and fair. What are your thoughts? An election in the circumstances of South Africa uh, could really not be held, not now, and not in the next six months, which I think would be completely smooth calm and without uh, some problems. Uh, that is just not possible. Uh, I think so far from what I've heard, it has been going reasonably well. There is a shortage of ballot papers at, at, at a number of important centers in this country. I believe that the problem is being ironed out. I've had a talk with our president and um, he has uh, been giving his personal 
matter. And I believe now that tomorrow has been declared a public holiday. And as hours, I think, of, of voting would be extended, there would be sufficient time, by and large, for all our people to vote. We, we have no other choice. We cannot go back on this. The whole country wants to get this election behind us so that we can move forward. There's no other way out of it. Are you confident that after this election, despite the problems that you've mentioned, we're going to say, yes, it's passed off, it's been successful, it was free and fair? Well, that's not for me to say. That's why we have an independent electoral commission. They, they will finally have to declare whether this election was free and fair. I can only say, in reply to your question, that my, my impression is, by and large, more or less, so far, Dutchwood, it's been going well, despite the bomb explosions, which I think, um, which I think are the, the work of a, a lot of radical uh, mad people. But uh, despite that, I have the impression that our people are friendly. They look forward to a new South Africa, to a new era. Uh, I, I've experienced no vengeance, no tension and emotions, despite long queues of people. And one is really sorry that... Um, at some centres, an uh, insufficient number of ballot papers were available. But remember, this is an historic occasion. And a lot of preparatory work had to be done. And perhaps there was not sufficient time. But it's no good trying to, to, to look for scapegoats now. There is no way that we can now turn back. We must move forward. Our people, you must please appeal to our people, those who were disappointed and couldn't vote today. Go back then tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a public holiday. Vote for South Africa. This is the point. Now, I get the impression that people do not care so much anymore which party wins or gets the vast majority. They want the election to take place and to move on so that we can tackle together the problems of violence, of killing, of murder, of crime, of housing, of education. This is what this country is now voting for. They're voting now for a better South Africa. Now, those are stirring words. I mean, you're obviously right in with the new South Africa, but as, as somebody who is at one time entrenched in the old South Africa, do you have regrets that this didn't happen many, many years ago? Of course, you know, at a moment like this, every individual can look back, I suppose, in his own life and, and feel a feeling of regret that he perhaps didn't do something sometime earlier or didn't do more about a certain matter. But it, it is no good. Time time is like that. It, it's gone. We, we mustn't linger in the past. We, we must just now look forward and with a, a firm decision never uh, to make the same mistakes in the future that we made in the past. Thank you very much indeed for talking to us, and I hope you have a smashing uh, birthday, Mr. Boerter. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Pick Boerter, Minister of Foreign Affairs. On the line, we've got the PWVDP leader, Tony Leon. Tony, good afternoon to you. How are you, John? You're having a good day. Well, it's been good in one sense and extremely frustrating in another. Tell us good, about them. Well, good in the sense, you know, to vote with all South Africans, as I did this morning. That was really great, and, and the, the atmosphere and the camaraderie and the feeling of fellowship um, is really intense, I would say, at all polling stations. And I've been to them from everywhere, Soweto, El Dorado Park, 
right through Johannesburg. The frustrating aspect really is what is happening with the conduct of this election. I mean, everyone thought we are going to have a problem with uh, intimidation. That's not the problem. The problem is, for want of being polite, incompetence in administering it. Who are you pointing fingers at? Well, I don't want to point fingers at the IEC because they've had very little time and, they've been, and I heard Judge Crickler's press conference with all the problems. But really, I mean, materials, we've run out of voting materials at key... Uh, Tony, you used the word incompetence. I mean, you're having a go at somebody. You can't say, are you having a dip at the IEC? Well, it has to be the IEC. The buck must stop with them. And, I mean, I just think that the, the, that they under-anticipated or under-planned for the contingencies that occurred today. How, how, how serious are the problems? Now, apart from being a nuisance, in terms of the election, how serious are they in your view? Uh, John, there are two very, or there are three very serious problems. Let's leave aside the nuisance and inconvenience. The one is the absence of, of Encarta stickers on the ballots. Because either it means that Encarta has been very badly prejudiced because people didn't have a, an open choice for them, had to write them in. Or if it didn't matter, then the, the IEC has contradicted itself. And because either it does matter, in which case the vote is spoiled, or it doesn't, in which case Encarta is going to be prejudiced. And I think that's going to be a problem that is not going to go away in five minutes. And that's happened at plenty of polling stations throughout the PWV. And the second problem is are some very worrying reports, well, they facts, of missing ballot papers. Where are these ballot papers? Because there should have been more than enough for everyone to vote. Are you talking about the, the inference that maybe there's a criminal element, somebody is trying to uh, disrupt the election? Judge, Judge Crickler alluded to that. Well, I, I think it's very worrying. I understand there's a high-level police investigation. I don't know. I just know that there's a that there's a shortage of ballot papers. The question is, where are they? Someone has got to resolve or explain that satisfactorily. Otherwise, there are going to be questions about the fairness of the poll. These are unconfirmed, although one of our voting agents last night on the special votes um, gave a detailed report about this, is how secure are the ballot papers at NASREC? There were some problems last night. I hope that they've been resolved. Tony, you sound fairly negative. That's disappointing. I'm, I'm very positive about the spirit of the election, about the lack of intimidation. I am negative about the administrative procedures. I am negative when people, uh, uh, constituents of mine, you know, waited, and they, they're not so young, they waited for five hours to vote, and, and nothing was happening. The people in Soweto waited longer, or in the East Rand, should I say. That, I think, is it's a pity that the kind of... The election did not live up to the occasion so far. I hope it can be rectified. Tony, a holiday tomorrow, is that a good move? Well, look, I think, John, it would have been taken by most people as a holiday anyway. I mean, we can't have too many public holidays. My uh, people inside the IEC, we have a special representative there, David Unterhalter, strongly advised us that we should, we should go with that because he said of the problems of today. And I think, you know, a day's productivity loss is serious but not empowering everyone to cast their vote is probably more, much more serious at this stage. So if it has that effect, that's a good idea. Tony, nice talking to you. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. That's uh, Tony Leon, PWV DP leader. On the line now, we have the leader of the IFP, Dr. Mangasutu Butelezi from Alundi. Uh, Dr. Butelezi, welcome to you. Good evening. Thank you, Mr. Rosie. How serious are the problems you've been uh, experiencing? Well, we've tremendous problems here since yesterday because yesterday you know we had elderly people all over the place you know who came in the hope that they were going to vote and they were in the out there in the sun without water without any arrangements for you know
toilets or anything and and really uh, it is very painful when they had to go home without without voting and in some cases where ballot papers were made available but those ballot papers didn't have the IFP sticker and some of them had already been inked they were inked for, for, for which means that if they were going to vote for me for instance or the IFP that they will not be able to do so because now they are marked with this ink because they, did, they, they first ink, ink them one is first inked before you get the ballot paper and by the time you get there and discover that you know the IFP sticker is not there then there is nothing you can do about you can rub off the ink and the cases of people that are being taken in trucks, elderly people, all over the place, you know, only to find that, the, that there's nothing doing there. Many, many polling stations here, which in the original list were listed as polling stations, which are not. There is a question of just the simple things that are needed, such as ultraviolet thing rays and, and other things, which are not there. There is a shortage of ballot boxes, you know, believe it or not. In fact, I, my, the head of my department was talking about lending the IEC some of our own ballot boxes here from the interior because even the ballot boxes are short. What, what are the implications for the election? Obviously, a lot of inconvenience. We've heard from Judge uh, Crickler tomorrow is going to be a holiday. There's massive printings of, of new ballots going ahead. Will that help things, do you think? Well, I think an extension would, might help. But you see, there's a very serious issue which really, as far as I'm concerned, can really bring about a crisis here. I mean, and that's the idea that, you know, because those, those uh, ballot papers which haven't got the IFP, uh, what you call sticker, that they should be used nevertheless, and that those who are able to write, as happened to overseas voters, must then write in, hand, in handwriting, must write IFP at the bottom. Now, the problem with that, of course, is more than 60% of, of the black voters are, are either illiterate, completely illiterate, or semi-literate. So, I mean, even the putting on of an X on the ballot paper is quite something for anyone who has never even learned to write. Dr. So, Dr. Lazy, obviously incompetence. I, are you alleging that it's just incompetence, it's a lack of time, or are you alleging some conspiracy against the IFP? No, I wouldn't go for conspiracy, but I think that it's lack of time. I think there was too much ambition. There. I think that this was the issue of biting more than they could chew. And in the meantime, you see, all the statements we've heard from the IEC was that they were ready, they were, you know, everything was in place. But in fact, it, nothing was in place. Nothing was in place at all. And you remember, Ms. Robbie, that one of my arguments when, before the time we decided to participate was that very often I said that putting aside all the political problems about why the election should not take place in 27 was the issue of just the logistics and practicalities on the ground because I, I felt that this country is very big and this nation is big and that not enough was, has been done already even in voter education etc because I felt that therefore the 27th which was told, we were told was sacrosanct and was cast in granite was actually it was not really prudent to, to force it down the throats of everyone because now we've got these problems which are, are minor problems even if if the election was postponed even for, for a month we, we could overcome most of these but now the election is up and running. Do you think it can still be free and fair? No, in fact, uh, we have very serious problem. Just today, in Daniel, for instance, here in Natal, uh, you know, uh, our member of parliament, uh, Mr. Farukmi, with Mr. Barry White, who is also one of our candidates, they discovered the ANC actually right in the booth, uh, politi- you know, trying to politicize people and trying to change their allegiance and supplying them with literature.
Africa and so on. And in many, many, many posts in this region, the ANC, high ANC, high profile ANC people are, are, are manning the, the posts under, under the uh, uh, pretext that they are members of the IEC. Uh, the tragic and dastardly thing that happened here in Udundi happened because of that, because uh, some of the people, the team that was sent here was an IEC team, but uh, at the same time they, they were mixed up uh, with, the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the members of the ANC who were actually, uh, as their, their right, coming come, come to campaign here and to put on their own placard. Dr. Butelezi, are you saying that you are going to call for the elections to be declared not free and fair? No, I've not come to that conclusion, but, but I'm just very, very depressed. I must confirm, Mr. Robbie, that I'm depressed because if you take the sum total of, of what I'm telling you, then I don't know, either one would be dishonest to say that so far one is encouraged to think that it should be free and fair. Have you been in contact with the IEC today? Well, I was in Durban. Uh, I was in Durban today, and in fact, I was taken to to vote, if you may remember, by no less a person than the vice chairman, Mr. Mosinek. And our office in Durban has passed on things. In fact, my uh, he has an officer on my return to Durban at, at lengthy talks with Mrs. Uh, with, uh, with, with, with Advocate Mosinek about it, and a number of young officials that were. Uh, actually requested to go to, to the border of Mozambique in Guavuma to, to, to help there because there's no voting. I found my deputy, there's my deputy in Kosi or chief of the Butelezi clan waiting for me here because in my own area now over which I, I jurisdiction is in Kosi, I found that uh, nothing is moving there. There's only it's a very big area and there was only one post and, and uh, they had promised another post further in the middle of the area and nothing was happening. He was waiting here for some of the things, you know, voting things like like, like what you call the, the ballots and, and other papers. He told me that he was asked to, to whether, whether they finally got them, I do not know. Dr. Budalezi, thank you for talking to us and telling us about the problems. Can we take it though, at, uh, if it is at all possible, you will help to make this election declared free and fair. You want to see it all I sorted want, out I now. Want to free and fair. But at the same time, what is going on now, I mean, the fact that, for instance, in many polling stations, there are not monitors, there are, I mean, there, you know, there are no people monitoring there, and, and some of our agents are not allowed. I mean, it's very difficult for me to, to say that those things encourage one to, to expect that the election is free. Sure. Dr. Butelezi, maybe we'll talk to you tomorrow and get your views then. Oh, yes. Sure. If I'm ar- around, Mr. Robbie, it'll only be a pleasure because Super. Th- thank you very much indeed for talking to us. All the best. Thank you. Bye-bye. Dr. Mangasuda Butelezi telling us about uh, the problems he has with the election.